You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. It's week three of our Summer of Love month, and today we have a dating coach that's going to help us figure out what we're doing wrong and how we can become better at this dating thing, because let's be honest, dating is annoying. And here to help me out, I have a young and single panel. I have the fun, lovely Armenian princess who you'll love way better than any Kardashian. I have the pretty Christina. Hello. Hi. And with her, she brought her BFF with personality and charm for days. We have Kirk. Hey, everybody. And the three of us are going to be the voice of the millennials this week. Uh, welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys for, for coming out here and doing hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. And now let's welcome our expert dater from Let's Talk Dating. Let's Talk Dating helps frustrated singles... Sound familiar, Christina? (laughs) Frustrated singles and couples try to get out of their way and develop a healthy relationship. Christian Anderson is here to help you get over your fears, ruts, and negative comments that could be standing between you and your lifelong partner. Not only will he work with you before you re-enter the dating world, but he'll also get out in the fields with you and help you utilize the principles you have learned, the principles that he's taught you. And today he's on Hashtag No Filter to answer some of your questions and help us figure out why we're so undateable. Please welcome Christian Anderson. Hi, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, people. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. So the topic this week is why we're so undateable and... um, because I, I we're single, and is it intentional, Christina? No, not really. <laughs> That's no. what we tell people, right? Yeah, we try to think it's intentional. This is this is what we want, right? <laughs> yeah, being single is amazing. <laughs> okay, Christian. So, um, before we get started, why don't you tell people a little bit about what is um, Let's Talk Dating? Well, it is a uh, a passion of mine. Um, it is a pretty much I work one on one. That's where my main passion is with mostly women because men are not willing to really invest the time and money into someone who's going to lead them to a relationship. Uh, they're more willing to put Men down just the money. like sex. Yeah, they'll spend I mean, money on a pickup artist or someone like that who will teach them how to pick up women and how to seduce. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's not my bag. So I will help people. Listen, 90% of this it has nothing to do with the external stuff. I mean, 90% of this is all doing with the, your internal thoughts, your self-validation, your self-love. And really, I find time and time out... So I don't have to be like a real 10? I could be like a 2? <laughs> what is a 10, right? <laughs> it's subjective. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, honestly, I mean, I, I see it over and over and over again. It's, it's the folks who do the really good work on themselves. And, and that is where they start to change the person they're attracting into their life. They start to find a different attraction to other people as well because they did a lot of good self-work. And then um, they, they find a, a real healthy relationship. So how do you know when you're ready to start dating or when you're ready to get back into the world of dating? Well, if you have been through, let's say, some funky relationships or definitely in a rut, mm. uh, you, I, would, I wouldn't get back on the world. I'd go on a, on a, on a dating detox and, and, and step out and really do the good work that I'm, that, that I'm, that I'm talking about okay. and really reflect on, okay, what's going on here? You know, what, what maybe, what, ask the question, would I date me? Would I date me? I would and, totally and it, date me. I would date me all the time. Why? Tell I me why. I think I'm great. Why? I think that's fake confidence. 
I'm trying okay, to Okay, no, but tell me why. Head. No, tell me tell, for real. Tell me why. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm driven and I, you know, I have a I have a good job. I have a full-time job. I have goals and ambitions. I'm um in school. I'm working toward a degree. Like I think I'm 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 fairly steady for my age. What makes you a good partner? Um I'm caring. Like I, I, I consider myself to be a pretty generous and giving person. Um, you know, when I commit to someone, whether it's in a friendship or a relationship or even just like with with family, I consider myself to be a pretty giving person, if that doesn't sound too I feel like I'm being no. really narcissistic right now. No, this is good. And so what would you tell me <laughs> is the number amazing. one thing standing in your way? Um I think we're going to get to that in just a bit. We're all going to bring it <laughs> yeah. up to you. We're all, we all have come in here with one thing that we need you to help us with, and I already know what mine is. Okay. Um, but real quickly, so what advice, so generally, before we get into each of our own um, individual cases, what advice do you have to, to people like in our age range, in that early to mid-20s that are young, the millennials, what uh, dating or love advice do you have to them? Well, you know, we live in a very unique time and i and i know that sounds so trite but it, from, from a dating perspective there's there's a reason why people like me stay in business and have a full roster of clients because the the whole dating world has been flipped upside down in the last 10 15 years so when you look at where you go to a place like any major metropolitan city la chicago new york seattle san francisco you can be 35 and single no one's going to bat an eye right the, the right. whole the whole the whole what what is our social norms as and what you need to do by certain ages have totally changed. And you don't need to get married by a certain point. Women can have ch uh, children later, 32, 33, 34, and it's not odd. So when you start talking about millennials, that pushes it back even more for this commitment is not a high value in dating, period. And then when you go to the 2025 range, that's like what our grandparents looked at as like the 16 to 20 range, as in just getting to have, getting out there, getting to know yourself, getting to know a partner. So it's more challenging, I will admit, that if you are a relationship-ready person between the ages of 20 and 25, and you're in an environment that doesn't really support uh, early, like long-term relationships, like in, usually in major metropolitan cities, uh, you really have to have a lot of patience. You have to stick to your guns. You have to stick to your values. You have to be very clear on what you want, and you have to be willing to say no about 99 times. You know because the majority of folks in that age range are still in a great state of exploration, okay. and and commitment might not be the first thing they're looking for. These are all broad generalizations, of course. Fair, fair enough. I, I mean, what do you? Where are you guys at, Kirk? Where are you at? Do you feel like you're? Well, full disclosure, I've never actually been in what. One would call a legitimate relationship. Okay. Uh, so what? It's just like friends with benefits. I mean, yeah. And then I, what would be my relationship? Heavy air quotes for you guys that can't see. I dated someone for three years, but it was <gasps> that was fun. All right, <laughs> three years, three, uh, and it was, and and it wasn't serious. Well, let me backpedal. I dated again, air quotes for three years. Um, okay. It was a girl before I came out, so that was kind of like an emotional relationship, but uh. not. You know, Physical. it wasn't the whole thing. Got so, it. and then anything beyond that hasn't really been a real relationship. It's just kind of been a bullshit millennial friends with benefits. Got it. What are we doing? Never really talk about it kind of yeah. thing. Totally. So, Christina, are you, do you feel like you're ready to get out there? Are you ready to jump on that horse? I think so. I think I am. I felt like I always was and then it never kind of worked out. And I realized, wait, 
maybe you really you weren't. You realize you're just a bad person and nobody should ever no. date. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not true. I'm a great person. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, so Christian, let's get into our next segment, which is called Why Am I So Undateable? And so we've, like I said, we've each come in with at least one thing that we want to work on. Um, so I'll, I'll start, I'll kick it off. Um, so for me, I think my main issue is um, I have trouble with intimacy. I'm not an intimate person like at all. Like I consider myself to be very like emotionally constipated. And so like to get to like a deep level with anyone, whether it again, whether it's like a friendship or, you know, even like with my own family, I've never had like decent, deep conversations with them. Um, I don't know if that's just like a norm that I grew up with or what, but I feel like that's what kind of makes it difficult for me to connect with people. Or I really come off as like either stuck up or their words, not mine, or um, or really standoffish. Yeah, man, that's really interesting that you were, if, if the intimacy thing is who you find right now might be that, that obstacle that's standing in the way. Um, however, you have this radio show where I bet that you are probably, you know, pretty open. I mean, here you are right now being yeah. vulnerable. You're being open about what could be uh, a weakness of yours, could be what's standing in the way of you attracting a relationship. And so there's a way where on certain platforms you feel open and free to be intimate, quote-unquote. Um, but when you're talking about a, any kind of relationship, whether it's a, a family member um, or a lover, it becomes a struggle. So what, what what's all that about? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess like in this sort of platform, it's easier for me to open up. Um, like, I, I don't know. I guess when it's to an audience, for whatever distorted reason, it, it feels more comfortable. When it, But when it comes to like one-on-one, I would rather like, I guess I project and I'm like, okay, what are your issues? Let me help you fix your life, but don't talk to me. Don't talk about, you know, my life. All right, so what what would it look like if you were in a relationship, and let's say you were in a relationship with someone that you, you truly did respect and enjoyed and really found to be a good partner, what would it look like if you did find the comfort to drop your walls and to be more vulnerable? You know what I did? Recently, not recently, but at least a couple years ago, I did. And it was the first time that I really allowed myself to do that. And ultimately, it just it didn't work out. And I had to kind of walk away from it. Um, but see, now I'm kind of at the point where I just I don't like being vulnerable. Okay. What, what's what, because? I feel like it's just it's annoying. And you give I don't know, you give the other person a power to um, I don't know. All right. I just feel like you're giving power away when you allow yourself to be vulnerable with somebody in that way. But what does it mean to be vulnerable? I don't know. That's it's heavy. That is, yeah. Um, I guess, like, to, to open up to them and to let them, I guess, see who you are. Like, I guess, who you really are. Right? Sure. And, and the fear that if you do that too soon in a relationship, right. what is the greatest fear? Um, I don't know. What is my greatest fear in doing that too soon? Um, I guess that it just it, it won't work out and it wasn't worth it. And so it's a misspent emotion of yours? You're misspent, you, you, you've misspent opening up? Because you certainly can. You're capable of opening up. It's not like you're this stoic individual who's, right, all like 
internally tortured mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you're not you're incapable of expressing your emotions or allowing people to see your own pains and weaknesses um, but but and you've certainly shown that you can do that on this platform but in a relationship with the greatest fear that they might misuse it that it might be thrown back in your face that the relationship might end and it was just a waste of time to give this part of yourself over um yeah I guess all of that I mean I just I don't know it's just it's not something that comes easier naturally to me and I guess because I don't know. I would just rather focus my time and attention on other things. All right. Well, listen, you are not alone. All right. And, and so I, and I hope you don't beat yourself up over this. It doesn't sound like you, you do. And it's, um, uh, which, which is an important thing to do. But if you are, but let me ask you another question. How badly or how much do you want to be in a fully committed relationship that is trustworthy and vulnerable? Um, I guess I'm open to it. I just, I don't put myself out there enough to actually allow it to come my way. I kind of like, I guess I, I give the excuse that I'll, like I'm busy and I have other things to worry about and take care of. And I just, I don't know, I don't make enough time for it. I don't put myself out there enough. Well, it's safe to say that maybe right now it's not a priority. I think I would like it to be a priority, but I kind of just dismiss it. And don't okay. consider it a priority right now. All right. So what would it look like if you started to take your time with someone and not worry about the whole vulnerability part? Just take your time and move slowly in the relationship so the trust gets built. Because there's probably some stuff there. I'm not sure where. When we would, you know, if we had more time, we would dig into it more to see where, where, what happened there. Like where, where at what point uh, did, did you start to lose some kind of trust or kind of impatience with this idea of vulnerability, thinking that I, I heard you say it's a waste of time. I heard you say, you know, to open up um, and, and, and then it might end. Uh, I'd love to know more about where that came from and why that story was written. And how do we begin to rewrite that story for you? How do we begin to rewrite the story that, that you can potentially um, say, oh, I can really see this, Christian. I can see being right. with this great person and we share and they hear my weakness. They hear what makes me... these issues and they comfort me and they hold me and yada 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 you know right um and i I don't want to touch on it too quickly because i want to give christine and kirk their time to 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 talk about their situations but i think for me i definitely see it relating back to 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 like my relationships with my parents like i don't have close relationships with either of my parents um i don't have a, a great i i see my dad like on the holidays and stuff but i mean we don't have a great relationship. And like with my mom, I feel very, um, I don't feel like she's my mom. I feel very responsible for her in a lot of different ways. Um, and I think from what I saw in my relationships with both of my parents is that monogamy isn't, um, it's not a, a prior, it's not something that really works out. And I definitely saw um, just a lot of infidelity and just broken relationships. And um, I don't know, I guess that's, I think where my first idea of relationships just don't work out kind of came from. Zach, this all makes you, this. I mean, this, yeah, this this makes a lot of sense. And and I first want to honor you for being so open <laughs> and vulnerable, it's, it's <laughs> or the, open and sharing tequila. about your life. Uh, well, good for, you, good for you. I wish I wish you could hand me one right now. But um, but 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 something to keep in mind. You know, is that we're we're all raised by you know, by a pack of wolves, so to right. speak. And those wolves teach us how to behave and how to be, and that great influence upon us. But there comes a point in our life where we can cut that umbilical cord. And with work and with energy,
energy, we can begin to write our own story and say, I don't have to right. follow in that path. I don't have to say, this is how love, this is what love looks like, this is what intimacy looks like. Right. Um, it doesn't spell what your future is. So uh, you just know that with uh, you can write your own story and begin to write your own story. Right. As long as you can start to have some clarity, but spend some time with some visioning and some clarity and saying, what does an intimate relationship look like? What do I want to begin to attract to in my life? And, and what do I need to do to start shifting um, to do that? And also find some love mentors. Find some relationship mentors, people you look at and be like, that's what I want. I look up to that person. I look up to that couple right there, the way they share, the way they give, the way how open they are. That's important because uh, I myself am, I have you know, divorced parents as well. And it's important during these times when we're searching and seeking to build those models in our lives um, to, to find those people that we look up to and say, right. yes, you got to see it to believe it, right? And it's all around us. All right. I got to break that chain and find, <laughs> and find something to look forward to. All right, Christina, what's yours? All right, my thing, well, it's a little different. So I don't really have a problem with the idea of relationships or I'm not worried about, I'm excited about all that, excited to be vulnerable and all those things. But I think one... Excited to be vulnerable. You know, the whole whole package. I'm excited about it. I'm not bothered by that at all. But I think something that I should work on that kind of turns other people off, and Kirk knows this all too well because I do it to him all the time. I'm not sure what it is, is, but probably she's right. No, always. It's it's my kind of jealousy, and it's yep. It's not normal. It's, it's different because I don't like to admit it, and I kind of completely deny it and turn it around in my head and put it on the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's very confusing. It doesn't even make any sense at all, and I think it just makes it really difficult to be around me. Um, it's not that bad. So is it jealous in, like, relationships, or is it jealous in, like, any sort of close relationship that you have? I guess it's close relationship because I do this to Kirk. All the time. Uh, Not all the time. All the time. It's gotten a lot better. But but that's a problem for relationships because they don't all love me as much as Kirk does. So they can just just leave and they're not stuck with me. Okay, Christian. So how can Christina overcome her issues with jealousy? Uh, Quick question, Christina. What, what, What does jealousy look like in your friendships, though? In my, you know, I don't really feel it so much. I don't want to, you know, boost his ego, but I don't really feel it with anyone else as much as I do with Kirk. But just like, I don't know. I know he's my best friend. I think I'm I'm one of his best friends, maybe. But You're the best. Don't worry. I know. But he has so many other friends. He has so many other circles. And he just has so much going on that I just get. I'm not that popular, guys. Don't worry. I just get jealous. I just want him to love me. But I know he does. And it just, I'm better now, though. You are. So in friendships, that's it. That's, I mean, it's pretty much it. Just basic, like, your other friends. I feel like... Continue. Sorry, Christian. No, go for it, man. I feel like in relationships, it's not quite the same kind of jealousy at all. But it's the same thing that I do about turning it around. Like I don't. It would be different if I was just, oh, I'm jealous and I got mad. You shouldn't talk to that girl. But I don't do that. I completely warp it and turn it around and make it seem like I'm not jealous. And I look how cool I am. I'm not jealous. But you did this awful thing, and I. It just becomes this weird mess that's so much harder to deal with than just why did you talk to her. All right, so when this jealousy pops up, what are you thinking in your mind? Like, explain to me a scenario. Explain a scenario. Uh-huh. Like with a past person you've been with or whatever. Is it just as simple as you're with together, you see him look at another woman, and, and then something, the anxiety or whatever strikes up inside you? Is it as simple yeah, as that? Or, or that or their other friends or other people they meet and they hang out with, and I don't want to say anything or I don't want to be against it, so I don't, but then I 
let it kind of fester and then it comes up in other ways and then slowly it's revealed that that's what's the problem and it just takes so much longer than, you know, just being jealous outright. All right, so, so what I'm hearing is not just a jealousy for potential other um, uh, lovers, but there is, a, there, is, there is a jealousy even with other... If your boyfriend or the man you're with is also has other friends and spending time with those friends, so it's a jealousy over time, not just a jealousy of, like, I think that he might start messing around with some other girl. Oh, well, no, it would be the, the friends that are girls. He might be messing around with them. It's not about his time. He, he, <laughs> he can have his time. It's about the girls that I know. Oh, like, there might have been something with that one. or There's a, there's a lot of that with me. They always, okay. have, they always keep them around. <laughs> so. Okay, so there's, 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 a, there's a lack of trust. I guess. Okay, and why is there a lack of trust? I don't know. I never thought it. I didn't want to have trust issues. That's, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> but that's where jealousy comes from, But that's from, where it right? comes from, yeah. So if you have utmost trust for someone, then usually you, don't, you can care less if he's, you know, has women serenading him all the time. It doesn't matter because you have utmost trust in your guy. Like, I don't have to worry about this. But there's something going on, and it seems like a pattern that either attracting men who do, who are flirtatious and keep other girlfriends around, like you attract the bad boy, and we can talk about that. Or if this is a common theme, then there's trust issues going on, which, again, would we don't have to dig in the past, but something along there that, that, that told you for some reason that you can't trust your partner because they're going to leave you or they're going to cheat on you, that you're not good enough for some reason. And so what I'm wondering Ooh. is what's, what's going on in there? I think maybe, maybe with my first boyfriend, so it was my first, I had zero experience at all, and then I got this boyfriend, he was older than I was, and I kind of just went along with whatever he said was, this is what the relationship was supposed to be. And there was a lot of things like that. There was a lot of, like, oh, yeah, there's this girl, but that's okay. Like, no, that's that's normal. This is how it is. And I would just believe it. And then near the end, I kind of came to my senses and saw other people and other experiences. Like, like oh, my goodness, this, that's not how this should be like at all. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of all came crashing down, like, this whole time. That's not how any of that should be. So now, ever since then, it's kind of extra on edge. He was messing around with these other women? He wasn't messing around, but he kind of just, do. how do you explain that? He just took things too far and made it seem like this is this is completely okay. Like happy flirtation? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, so that's, it makes, sorry that that happened, and it makes complete sense that you would be, you have this past relationship where this guy was having, kind of crossing a, a loose boundary there, it sounds like, with other women. Um, even if you have best friends who are who are of the opposite sex, um, and if you're in a heterosexual relationship and you and you have best friends with an opposite sex, and then you know I have a best friend who was a girl, and then you know when I met my girlfriend, I knew that I wasn't going to be as close. I couldn't sh- express my we couldn't be as huggy and talk as much <laughs> yeah. as we did before because it would be kind of unfair to my girlfriend to be like, oh, there he is with her again, and they're hugging. I mean, because she and I used mm-hmm. to hug and hold hands. I mean, I knew that was going to go out the window once it happened. So if that, that kind of boundary was shot, sure, and this <laughs> is your first big relationship, I can see where this leaves an imprint on your head being like, fuck, you know, sorry, excuse my language. No, this it's is, totally fine. It's it, uh, Okay. You can curse. So what advice do you have to Christina so we can, um, we can help her fix this, this jealousy issue that she's having? Well, Christina, I think part of it is, there's going to have to be some rewriting again of that script inside you. Then you're going to have to sit in this angst 
And it's not going to be, it's, there's no like night, you know, you just like snap your fingers and this thing goes away. I mean, jealousy is kind of a, kind of a bitch. But I mean, finding a, a mate who is um, very uh, giving with his time and attention will be very helpful. But in the meantime, also, you're going to have to find some ways to validate why you are deserving of a guy who's very, who, who's not going to do that and why there's a negative self-talk in locating those, those ideas that come into your head once you're in a relationship and writing them down. And I think you're going to actually need, this is going to sound really corny, really <laughs> corny, but you can get these things, you can, we call it a judgment journal in coaching. Um, but I found it's, it's been very helpful with people when they're in a relationship and they start getting these thoughts when, which are not really that founded in, in being jealous of writing them down, either writing them down in the moment or writing them down before they go to bed. And when you see the thoughts written down in a, on a paper saying, I got jealous of Ryan today because, you know, Melissa called him and Melissa's, you know, a friend. That and bitch. Like, well, I hate her. <laughs> and you're like, Melissa's a friend and she's like a two compared to me and I'm a 10. I mean, whatever. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, and maybe you, you, and you're talking it out and, and, and realizing, okay, I get why I'm jealous, but let's really look at the facts. Feelings are just feelings. They come and go. Facts are just facts. That is the truth. And let's look at the facts. And let's look at this really logically. Let me stand back and look at these facts. He was with Melissa for 15 minutes, and nothing happened. And I just got to kind of break that pattern. But if he was with Melissa inside of a bedroom for 25 minutes, then absolutely, you're grounded. You, you know, you, you yep. can go knock on the door and be like, yo, what bitch, what's slut. up? There's been Melissa's in the bedroom. It's happened. Melissa is a slut. <laughs> Let's just say that. Let's, let's just let. Yeah. Let's just throw. Melissa, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> just cross her off. Christina was her, I remember her. <laughs> Christina grabbed Melissa by the hair. I was there too. <laughs> oh dear, I hope it's not Melissa. Oh, no, there. <laughs> okay, so um, so we have about five minutes left on the show. So Kirk, real quickly, why don't you go over your issue? Um, what what, what would you like Christian to help you with? I think my fear is uh, not my fear. My issue is a bit of a self-inflicted one. It's okay, and this sounds contrived, but fear of commitment okay. in terms of like I've again not really been in a real relationship. I'm what twenty four years old. Not really ever actually had that like legitimate emotional physical right. connection with anyone, and I found it so much easier to just get emotional fulfillment from my friends and then physical fulfillment from. You know, other people, Suitors, yeah. yeah, and then just kind of leave it that separation okay. be. So I've always said that, like, I fall in love with girls, but I only want to have, you know, sex with men. So it's this little, like, mm. oh, that doesn't really work out too great in the end because I'm just by myself at the end of the day. Okay. So, Christian, what advice, what quick advice do you have for Kirk? Wait, Kirk, so am I reading this correctly? You are, you're gay. Yes. Okay. So you, you find yourself only being really intimate emotionally with women, and with men, you limit yourself to only having being involved sexually. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So is there, is there are you not, when, when did you come out, can I ask? Um, gradually over the past, like, two to three years, depending okay. on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask Christina. Do we have, do we yeah. have that verified panel? Is that verified? <laughs> yeah, we don't want to ask me when that was. So, that's a- <laughs> so Christian, what advice do you have um, for Kirk and his commitment issues? Well, Kirk, I mean, I think that the reason why I asked was because if, if you fully accepted, you know, that, that this is um, 
for, for a full, complete relationship. And that's where I'm wondering if there was still any kind of work that's still there about fully accepting your call um, towards, towards relationship and that it's being sidelined right now to just, um, just physical activity. And you're only limiting this, the emotional part of yourself to be with just friends, which is very safe. It goes back again to that fear. Why is there a fear that when you get into a sexual relationship or you get into a romantic relationship that if you open up the emotions, you're going to get hurt? Why, why, why is that? Where is that? What's going on with that? And digging into that and asking those questions about why will I only live and share my part of myself, my heart, with friends, but friends are friends. You know, the most intimate relationships we have are, are with our lovers. So not just sharing your body, but also sharing your heart. What is the greatest fear, that your heart's going to get steamrolled? Um, is it just still getting comfortable with being in a relationship with a man, a fully functioning, loving, giving relationship? Um, that, those are the questions I would dig around and, and, and write about and think about, about what, what's holding you back from really um, giving in. And, of course, this takes time. It's not like you just yeah, do this right away, but you know what? To slowly dating someone and, and knowing that if we keep on going on a good pace, I get to a place where yes, I can look into your eyes and tell you about who I am, as opposed to just my best friend who has a vagina and I don't really want to, you know, have sex with her. <laughs> Sorry, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I have some issues with intimacy. Christina is jealous, and she's going to claw Melissa's eyes out. And Kirk is afraid of commitment. Oh, <laughs> well, hopefully Rough we got. Guys. Hopefully we got. I mean, that seemed like a pretty broad. I mean, we got we, we got a, a few bunch. different. We, yeah, yeah, we covered a few different, um, a few different situations. So um, I want to move into. Well, we have. I want to. I want to take two questions from our listeners, um, with you, Christian. Okay. Okay. So real quickly, because we're running out of time on the show, but um, so the first question is, how do I politely tell someone I'm not interested without hurting their feelings? Um, it, you know, it, it's, part of, it's part of dating. You know, you, 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 every person knows when they make the approach, they could get denied. And if someone comes up to you and asks for your number, you can say, you know, I, I'm sorry. Um, I, just, I just don't feel comfortable giving you my number. Or I just don't want to give you my number. There's no real easy way to just, you can smile and you can be charming when you do it. Um, I mean, I think that the delivery of it, but at the end of the day, you still got to say, if you don't want to lie and say you're taken, you're still having to say, I'm sorry, I don't think we were a match. Or I'm sorry, I don't, I don't feel, I don't want to give you my number, or I don't give out my number, or if someone just keeps on knocking and knocking and knocking, be like, listen, this is not going to happen. We're just, we're just not the right match. I think you're great, right. but that's it. And just, it's all in the delivery, you know. If, if you're a bitch when you do yeah. it, that's the problem. See that that's something hard for me. So I, <laughs> I use yeah, this. that comes off strong. I feel like. <laughs> just <Strong>. harsh, <laughs> harsh. <laughs> So I, well, like with me, I use this app called the Burner app and it's, it, you cre can create like fake phone numbers on your phone and that's kind of what I do. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm not good at saying I'm not interested. Um, I'm just, I, I don't like hurting people's feelings, but, um, but I think that's great advice. Okay. So the next question is, um, how do you know, uh, how do you draw the line between something truly being a deal breaker or me just being too picky? Uh, I think before you start dating, you've got to come up with your three non-negotiables, those, those, those three deal breakers, and stick to those three. And you know what those three are, and you learn those right. as you continue to date. Everything beyond that, you've got to learn that people are not perfect, and you are not perfect. And so, therefore, that, that's part of a relationship. And so I think you get those three or four, and everything else beyond that, 
you got to learn to see if you can roll with it. And if you can't roll with it for whatever reason, then maybe you add that to the list. Right. But I wouldn't go more than five on your non-negotiables. Okay. I like to limit as three. And everything else, you just learned about what it's like to be with another human being who's imperfect. Fair enough. Okay. And so now I want to move into our next segment, which, our next segment, which is called Swipe Left, Swipe Right. And Swipe Left is basically thumbs down, and Swipe Right is basically thumbs up, to put it simply. Um, like on, it's a play on, on Tinder. You swipe left if you're not interested, and swipe right if you dig it. So um, I have a couple of topics that I want to move through really quickly. So I'll start, and then Christina, you swipe your way. Kirk, you swipe your way. And then Christian, will it you be the, the final swiper? So the sure. first one is online dating and dating apps. I think I I think they're really just hooking for hookups. I think dating I think the apps are totally for sex. I think online dating like match.com and stuff I think that's for like you know people in their like 30s who really want to settle down and they're tired of the dating game. Um, I, I think I swipe somewhere in in the middle. I swipe left to dating apps if you're trying to have a relationship, and I swipe right to online dating if you really want to commit. Christina, left or right on dating apps and online dating? I think right with just severe hesitations, though. But still <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Kirk, left or right? I say right only because... Uh, you know, for gay men, there's if you're just trying to hook up, there's grinder, and then if I feel like people on Tinder, you know, you might be looking for a relationship. There's such nice people there. Mm, maybe ninety percent of the people there want is it. There's like an entire app just for hooking up. There's you think some nice stay people. There? He's no, met but met. they don't. They don't do it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Christian, what do you left or right? I swipe right. Yeah, I think there's okay. a lot of potential you're if, you, if you're picky. Yeah. Okay, sex on the first date. I think I swipe left unless you're just interested in sex. Then then go for it. But I think if you, you want to date someone and you want to see it go somewhere, no to sex on the first date. Swipe left. Christina? Yeah, swipe left. I mean, you should be able to do whatever you want. But if you really want something to go somewhere, maybe not. <laughs> Kirk? Also swipe left unless you've, you know, had like too many drinks. Why not? Oh. Okay. What do you say? What? What? Christian, Christian left or right on the first date? Uh, I would swipe left. I mean, there are stories of people who had sex on the first date and eventually got married, but for the rest of the of us, let's swipe left. Yeah, it's very rare. Um, okay, so what about the advice? Uh, the best way to get over one guy is to get under another. Is that? Do you believe that to be true? Sleep around to to get over your ex? I think I swipe. Uh, I don't know. This one has me torn. Um, I think I. S- Swipe right. Have a little fun. Christina? Swipe left. Hard right. Ah. <laughs> Christian? Awful. Christian? I think you got to swipe left. You got to sit in your Thank grief. You, you got to feel Boom. the pain. Heal yes. up and then move on. You got to feel the pain. I think yeah. you have to have a good, you, you have like one or two that you have to get through and then you can, mm. you can feel it. Okay. So what about girls asking guys out? I think it's kind of, I mean, why not? I swipe right to girls asking guys out. Christina? I swipe right. I also swipe right. Um, Christina's lying. She does not <laughs> swipe right. She'd like to think she's swiping right. I have swiped right. Just because I'm not swiping right today <laughs> doesn't yeah, mean... Yeah, right, right, right. I didn't swipe right today, but I have... In her life, in I her suppose, once swiped right. A few times. But I also swipe right. All right, Christian, what about you? Left or right? Uh, I'm a traditional guy. I'm going to say uh, swipe left. Oh, I think the men, men okay. should always be asking out. See, Kirk? All right. Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Christian Anderson wants to be your coach, your wingman, your consultant. The dating game can be a little uh, disconcerting, especially in the 21st century, so let him help you. Visit letstalkdatingonline.com to get in touch with him. Um, Christian, where else can where else can people find you? 
Uh, there's a lot of good conversation on Twitter if you want to do it, at Let's Talk Dating, or visit the website, or there's good conversations on the Facebook page that's uh, Let's Talk Dating with Christian Anderson. And, you know, read, read the philosophy, see what you think, and uh, pop me an email, and we go from there. All right. So follow Christian at, at Let's Talk Dating on Twitter, Let's Talk Dating with Christian Anderson on Facebook, and visit letstalkdatingonline.com to take control of your love life and let Christian give you some advice because you know you need it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a special shout out. Thank you so much, Christian, for, for calling in and being on the show this week. We really, really appreciate it. No, it's great to be on, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And a special shout-out to Sustain Condoms for hooking us up with some sustainable protection. Kirk and Christina, you're walking away with some Sustain Condoms. All right. Nice. To help you keep it safe. Didn't, yeah, didn't know. He's been... He's been- <laughs> Telling those around the office for a while now. I've been waiting for mine. Sustain makes uh, responsible condoms, and they give 10% of their proceeds to to help women's health initiatives, which is very, very, very kind. And you can save $2 and get free shipping at sustainedcondoms.com with code TURNMEON. And we totally forgot to do our drink of the week, which oh, is a... We, we always start it. the show. I mean, we finished our drinks, we, but it is a uh, watermelon margarita um, with some fresh watermelon juice, lots of fresh lime juice, um, and some some organic silver tequila and a splash of, of soda water because we like to cut the calories and cut the sugar. You get this recipe and more at JustPlainZach.com. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Um, thank you, Christian Anderson, for enlightening us with your with your dating insight. Maybe thank you, Christina. Thank, thank you, you, Kirk, thank for you. burying your love lives, oh, God. Um, <laughs> for, for putting it all out there. I mean, I put out my mommy and daddy issues, and you guys put all your business out there, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. Thank you to Uber for getting us here safely, and Uber will get you to your next stop safely. Just download the Uber app and use code UberNoFilter for a $20 credit, and you are good to go. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and listen in next week and every other week to hashtag NoFilter with Zach Peter because you know you love me and you love my guests. Don't forget to follow me at JustPlainZach on all social media platforms and get today's Drink of the Week recipe, Drink of the Week recipe at JustPlainZach.com. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.